Now one by Toronto, into the corner. Final seconds ticking down. Ilya Samsonov is gonna record his seventh shutout of his career, and for the second time, he will shut out the Los Angeles Kings. And the Maple Leafs go back to back in shutouts. And the last the two goaltenders doing it. Ralphie got edited out of that. <laughs> Welcome to the post-game show. 5-0, the Leafs went over the Kings. Domination. Jim Taddy, Frankie Seat, and uh, Jimmy Ralph. What about Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber, there he is in the scoreboard. He we, stiffed us. So we, we, I've reached out to his representatives, and I didn't hear back, but I just assumed that he saw my tweet, and he was going to join us on the post-game show. So we're, we're eagerly awaiting Justin don't, Bieber's don't arrival. Ever, don't ever assume, guy. <laughs> Not a good move. Ralphie, this was total domination. The Kings really didn't have a sniff, did they? No. And I got a text from the Beeb saying uh, his parking was expiring, LOL. <laughs> Let me ask you this. See, so he replied yeah. to Ralphie. Oh, yeah. You asked, Ralphie yeah. got the reply. If, if, if the Beebs came up here and he started riffing off yes guy, no guys, like would you oh. be okay with that or would you give oh, him an issue? Think of the lawsuit. <laughs> Could I lose? <laughs> He'd throw you a million just He's for got fun. six more zeros than I have. <laughs> Go at ahead, least. have Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a dominant performance, no question about that. Yeah, but part of it was you really looked at L.A. and said, wow, I mean, this this was a tough night for the Kings, even though you had the five-minute major in the third period. I know you're down four, but if you want a gift-wrapped opportunity to, to get back into it, we didn't see any push at all. Uh, Samsonov was good, but... But really, the Leafs probably could have been up 4 nothing after the first period as well. And yeah. you know, they put up a poor spot in the second. So I thought from a Leafs standpoint, um, I love the fact that you look at the Dallas game, and they were fortunate. I mean, the, the penalty kill was great. Murray was great. The, you know, Engvall took a double minor in the second. Then they're down 5-on-3 in the second period. That game just could have yeah. come unraveled. And they sort of dodged a bullet. Not saying the effort wasn't there. The effort was actually outstanding. But it was one of those games where you're outchanced and uh, and you held on and you found a way to win. And you thought, okay, how do they back it up now? Do they have any false swagger thinking, hey, we're invincible. We don't have to, you know what I mean? We just show up and find a way to win. But, no, they, they came out and controlled the game right off the bat. And I, I really like that because, you know, we've seen it with teams like Boston this year um, where, where there's no nights off. And, yeah. Uh, uh, you find a way to win uh, one night in Dallas one way, and then you come back and you're the dominant team the next night. Well, it wasn't necessarily a very busy night for Ilya Samsonov with 29 uh, saves. Yep. Gets a shutout. But we're talking about back-to-back games now, one where Matt Murray stands on his head, one where Ilya Samsonov plays really, really well. You get two shutouts, and now this goalie tandem that was criticized all summer oh. as being a, a mess, a disaster, how could you bring these guys in? These guys have played unbelievable hockey for this team. And when I'm watching these guys now, all I'm seeing, like tonight, all I see is Samsonov, he's massive in the net. Murray, massive in the net. Samsonov, making great saves, moving side to side. Like these guys, both these guys have have far exceeded anyone's expectations they had coming into the season. Yeah, and they, and I thought even right from the start, I mean, uh, Shogren came in and and gave them a chance to win uh, when he was in, but I thought, Okay, we're going to see once they're both back healthy, and obviously that, you know, up until this recent stretch hadn't happened since the first game of the regular season in Montreal. How how is he going to manage the starts? Yeah. Is 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 Murray? I I don't think, you know, cap hit or anything plays it a whole lot into who you consider your number one to be. But 
Is is Murray the guy that you say, okay, he's he's the guy that we want to play two thirds of the games? Now, neither guy. I think Murray's played fifty games twice in his career. Oh, if um, that, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think know he was forty nine fifty run there. Yeah. Uh, okay, look it up, Frankie. I'll we'll, look it we'll up like for you. We'll like keep talking. And, yeah, yeah. and Samsonov, I think, was um, was around 40, uh, 39-40 uh, the last couple of years. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see because neither guy has, has had to be the Freddie Anderson where you play 60, 65 games a year. Um, what do we got? So the, the most he's played in a season is 50, and then he play, he did 49 twice. And what this did I say? Murray. What did I say? You, you said. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. I'm just. Jeez, Ralphie. Hey, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you did that because that's all I got out of this guy all night. Was, yeah, hey, yeah. I predicted that. I all, all I did, I don't, all, I don't yeah, know if you heard, I, but all I did tonight was just pump my own tires oh, being yeah. right just, about everything, yeah. and there you are being right about well, everything. You know, Thank you, Ralphie. Ralphie. You know what? I, uh, Taddy, how is it being surrounded by so many smart people? Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, I know. I know a lot of stuff. I know how many starts Matt Murray had, the most starts in one season of his career, and I also can recite the uh, cast of Gilligan's Island still. <laughs> I, I can uh, verify what you said at the end of the broadcast, Ralphie, that was, by the way, edited out when we came back. Uh, your back-to-back shutouts by different goaltenders for the Leafs, February 27th, 2021 in Edmonton, and March 1st, 2021 in Edmonton, 4-0 and 3 nothing. I'm on a roll. You are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I should leave now. You guys have just I, I, mean, I want to see what's going to happen tomorrow. I remember in 99, I was writing back-to-back games. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you then? Yeah. They let you play back-to-back <laughs> games? Oh, no, no. This is broadcast. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. The uh, the Engball high stick with the the match penalty, and the, the, he got kicked out. I mean, that was a, a lot of embellishment. I mean, you could have called a two-minute embellishment penalty. Well, like yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, you can't review it. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, but <laughs> I'm going, I'm going out. I'll, you know, Pierre Engball took the double minor for high sticking in Dallas, you know, kind of careless. Here, I, I mean, this wasn't – this was two minutes tops. I mean, you know, both sticks come up when they collide, and he sort of – Brings his he got down him, he, and, that's and, the only thing. He got him on the way down yeah. in, in the back of the neck. So, yeah. I, I got, I, like I was saying to Joe, if you knew you were going to get five minutes there, you're going, all right, I, I got really about 40 seconds worth on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get five minutes worth. Yeah, you might have gone back and said. But that's one was, of those ones you look at and you're like, if I wanted to get my five minutes worth, I would have just dropped my gloves and absolutely started going to town on your face. You know. Yeah. I, but, hey, you know what? I, I love the, the – the fact that Engvall was sort of in a shoving match a little earlier in the yeah. period, and he's one of those guys you want to go like, just get mad. Yeah, you like show something, but show he, some emotion. I mean, he had the great toe drag goal, and then you're saying, you know what? Because when you get into the playoffs, this is the stuff. Yeah, this happens that, right, all the that time. You have to deal with, but and you, you can't get your cross nose the line. In. Like no. you can't cross the line because a night like tonight, where you take a five minute like that in the playoffs that could come back to bite you and tonight it doesn't because la was was awful and the Leafs played really really well but you know that's one of those ones where you're thinking okay like let's in the playoffs yep you got to watch out for that but but at least get your nose in there you know what i mean i can appreciate that and 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 the other thing is is when the Leafs are playing this well right and everyone's feeling confident and feeling great about their game pierre engvall who's six foot four 225 pounds actually feels like he's six foot four, 225 pounds. He's got that, you know, he's walking, he's skating around with his chest puffed out a little bit. So you know, when your team's winning and you're having success, team's having success, everyone just feels a little taller, a little bigger on the ice. And, and Pierre Engvall's, you know, like, we, like, like we've seen tonight, not afraid to you know, get involved a little bit more. And, and I think this might be, <laughs> now, 
I'm, I'm not going to ask you to, to check it out for me, Jim, or, or, or Frankie. <laughs> well, but I, I think it's only go. the second time the second power play unit has scored this year. I don't have uh, that Alex, one readily Alex, available. It could take more than 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'll be long gone. <laughs> I'm just going to throw the, throw the line well, in the water. Texture. But it was, I believe it was Alex Kerfoot at home against Dallas in the second period, scoring a rebound. The second unit was out. Yeah, we'll call. We'll, we'll get the fact checkers on that yeah. for you, Ralphie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, you know, so you, we, we got to see Connor Timmons a little more tonight at 5-on-5 at five five and even on the power play. and. Um, I, and he looked much better. Yeah, he, he looked he looked way more comfortable. He's got good hands. He's got a good skill set. You can see there's some good dexterity there. This organization, which they've done with a lot of players in the past, are gonna get they're gonna get him a little lighter on his feet. Like he just seems a little heavy in his boots right now, and, and he hasn't played a lot of yep. hockey. But he's definitely a project, and you can see that there's a skill set there. That man, like if you can get this guy um, just a little quicker, a little lighter looking. Like, that's a guy who's a, a bigger, kind of bulkier, right-handed defenseman with some skill. Um, that could be a nice pickup for this team. Yeah, and you know what? You know, just a couple of little plays that he made, like, like bank it off the boards to get it out. You know, he didn't try to go up the middle. He didn't yeah. try to force it. to. It was just – and, I mean, those are the little things. Like I said, I used to – when I played, I used to yell three things when I played. Ow. One was stand up. Careful on the third one. Yeah, one, <laughs> one was stand up. One was get it out, and it was always off the boards, off the glass, whatever. And the third one was, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but those were the three that, sorry, that I, used, I used on a regular basis. So I, I, I appreciate guys that are great at getting the puck out, even if it's not to, to create a rush up ice, just to get it out of trouble, get it back, force him to bring it right back in. So uh, those are the things that I noticed. Even, you know, from the Dallas game to here, I thought, you know, Dallas – uh, you talk about playing, looking like he was a little bit heavy. He lost his footing a couple of times. And um, I just thought, um, you know, for a guy that hasn't played a lot, uh, th- there was a dramatic Im- improvement, which you wanted from game one to game two. I was kind of surprised. I mean, like, we haven't talked about Nick Robertson. He hit that ice hard. Uh, it was an interference call to, to Roy. Uh, I was surprised that it didn't sort of turn into some sort of uh, we got to get back at because you knew he was hurt bad. Yeah, and that, uh, I mean, off balance, um, you know, going into the corner, uh, you might have called it. Well, I guess it doesn't matter what you call it. I mean, it was a two-minute minor. And it's just, yeah. um, you know, you just shake your, your head at a kid that has gone through so much. It sucks for the kid, man. Yeah. Like, he's he's missed so much hockey with pandemic-related stuff and, and the injuries. And, and now he's, like, when you, when you were watching him skate off the ice, were you thinking this is going to be a, a bit of a longer-term one? Yeah, well... Uh, just the fact that he didn't get up, you know, you know the, that the way he you, was you, laying you, there. you know it's a delayed penalty coming up. Yeah, and you think if if it's if it's even just sort of a medium injury, maybe he gets up to to give them the opportunity with the goalie pulled and everything. To yeah, get. but you know that if he's laying down, he's going. No, this is. Screwed. I feel for this, this kid. I I really do because you know this is this has been the first well not the first opportunity but a great opportunity for him to get a lot of runway and and kind of take another step and now. Next year, all the questions are going to be there again. Like, like if, if this is one of those longer-term things, he's, yeah. he's right back to where he started. Yeah. You know, and, can you and, assert and yourself? Can you stay? All, all those kinds of questions that keep and, following and him. And you thought the Yarncrook 
injury was like, okay, because Jared Crook was playing with Tavares right. and, uh, and Mitch Barner at the time that he got hurt, you thought, okay, not only is he back in the lineup, but now he's finally slotted back in as a top six forward. Yeah. No, By no, the no. way, Ralphie, my crack staff, has verified oh, the last no. second unit power play goal was October 20th, 2022, Kerfoot against the Stars. You are correct, sir. My God. Wow, you guys! You guys Chapman, are, are you, you are, guys have now become sickening to me. You I'll, are uh, surrounded by so many smart people. I'll take Greek mythology for four hundred. Chapman, let me give you a little little bit of uh, wisdom here from my my young body. Be a sponge. Be a sponge, yeah. Chapman. <laughs> yes, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honest, honest guy. Right now, absolutely <laughs> hates our guts. Yeah. Right yeah. Remember, we were laughing at the thing at that that Mensa Club meeting uh, last week. We were at Frankie. The, <laughs> what was the joke about the square root of something? I don't know. Was anyway. that was that before? <laughs> was, oh was, my goodness! Was that was that before or after the yeah. the Zoom conference about yeah. the Nobel Peace oh, Prize no. this year? Oh, I thought it was noble. <laughs> well, it was noble, yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah, yeah. We better we better we better stop now. We're, I would. This is one of those where uh, put the dice away. It's only going to go with South this, this wouldn't have happened if Justin Bieber joined us. <laughs> no, well, all I can say is you guys have now, you're in the corner. I can't save you. There's nothing <laughs> I can do for you. <laughs> well, so back-to-back shout-outs, 4 nothing, 5 nothing. different ways to win. And, of course, we didn't talk about the headline, the Marner streak, which was one of the more fascinating plays because he's on his rear end trying to uh, look like a bunt single or something, and then all of a sudden he, he gathers himself and then buries one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I'll be honest with you, I caught the end of it because I thought <laughs> – I, I was just talking about how did Mitch Marner do that on purpose, like pretend that he fall down to drop <laughs> you guys, and then saucer it perfectly out to Tavares. And I just looked up, and uh, Joe and I saw it at the same time. I, I don't know why – the uh, the L.A. Kings bank it back into their own end the way they did. But you, you <laughs> and, know and Marner crazy? skated into it. You know what was crazy? When, when Marner was, was on his rear end behind the net, no L.A. King player really wanted to rush out to him because you're looking at it thinking, this guy can make a good play and roast me even though he's he's no. on his ass behind the net. And he almost did. And then eventually the puck comes around and he absolutely steps into one. And, and we get to see, again, how Marner – you know, underrated shot, beating goalies in many different ways from different distances, and you know, not just a playmaker, a guy who can score. Like for me, he's a thirty goal scorer. He should be a thirty goal scorer every single year in the league. Yeah, that was a, I mean, a little half slapper, but it was a dart to the top corner. And uh, you're right. I mean, I still wish it was the, I mean, the assist was was vintage Mark. <laughs> like yeah. Thinking. Yeah. He has no path, uh, no play on it, but uh, yeah, seconds later he decides, okay, I'll get this over with on my own. So that's a pattern. Marner scoring or getting on the score sheet. Nylander scoring regularly. Matthew scoring. And then the support players tonight, Engvall and Camp. And, you know, that kind of recipe with the goaltending is fairly consistent. There are other things about their game that change, game situations. But, but that participation is, is pretty well locked in, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I think you like the fact that, you know, even though it was an empty net goal last night, Kerfoot uh, ends a long goal of Strout. David Camp tonight ends a long goal of Strout. And you're going, this is kind of what you know. I thought Zach Aston Reese, by the way. Yes. Had, uh, had, had some big hits, had some scoring opportunities. Strong um, down low. Like, yeah. he's, he's a handful. You know, you, you see when he gets a little pep in his step down below the goal line, he, he becomes a handful. And I loved his hit. I thought it was a fantastic hit. I thought it was clean. And can, can you, like, can you tell me when it was okay to skate through the middle of the ice, looking down at your feet, looking for the puck, and not expect to get blown up? 
like have a little respect for the game, right? Like you kind of undermine wow. everyone else out there if you're thinking you're going to skate through the ice and not get blown up. And then Aston Reese has to fight because of it. It's like, dude, tell your teammate. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, you but, should fight but, your teammate for doing that and but, getting hit. But frankly, the other funny thing is, is it seems like the the hit by uh, Truba against. Um, as another clean hit against Athanasiu. Yeah, and, and it was uh, what Jonathan Taves came in uh, for the fight on that. I, I don't understand why it's the open ice hits that seem to draw the most attention for some sort that of retaliation. That was bigger. Like, I will say that Oh, one no, no, I know. But but it seems like so Nick Robertson against goes who? down, and it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> what are we? I don't know. Luca, our producer Luca is talking about his touch football league he plays in. <laughs> like, we're, we're talking about hard hits. And, and Luca's telling us about he, he plays touch football on his free time. Oh. Two-touch football. With, uh, like a real football or like a Nerf football? No, they got like a two-touch football league Luca plays in. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, these guys are out of control. Boy. Out of control. Yeah. See what happens when the Leafs win 5 nothing. No, it's not the Leafs winning. It's you two guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, we'll leave that alone. Ralphie, thanks for hanging around. Appreciate it. All right, I'm going to go home and update Google for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Somebody has to, right? <laughs> And now Frankie has to cool down, so we'll take a break. 5 nothing for the Leafs over the Kings. This is Leafs game night, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available on the iHeartRadio app, and, of course, certainly available on the Leafs radio network. Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena as the Leafs get through the Kings 5 nothing. And we have Mitch Marner, who got his uh, 11th goal of the season, and that's 21 straight games with a point. So the streak is alive and well. Mitch Marner post game uh, talking about uh, what the turning point was in the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously starts on the power play there by Pierre. Um, great screen in front, great little toe drag in, um, great goal. And then, you know, the next two shifts, just being smart through the middle, being quick through the middle. Um, great shot by Dave, great play by uh, Bunce there to hit Willie for that breakaway play. And, um, you know, after that, we just got we just got rolling and kept with it. And for you, the streak continues 21 games in a row. What are your teammates and people around you saying? Huh. Um, just joke with me. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's been great. We win, we've been winning a lot of those games. So um, obviously when that's happening, you enjoy it a little more. So um, it's been a fun ride. It's been, uh, it's been great to have these guys by my side and help me contribute to this. And um, without them, it probably wouldn't be happening. So um, big kudos to everyone in that locker room. Now we saw Matt Murray have that spectacular shutout performance on Tuesday. Tonight, Ilya Samsonov gets the yeah. shutout. What can you say about your goaltending right now? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's been special to watch. These two guys have come in every day battling um, with such great spirits as well, and it's been a lot of fun to be around them. Um, they've done a great job for us and won us a lot of hockey games. So um, we've been lucky to have these two in our net so far, and um, we just got to keep playing well in front of them, and they've been making some big saves. You always have some great supporters in the crowd, but I noticed there's a special one here, Justin yeah. Bieber, tonight. What can you say? I saw you saying something to him yeah. before. What are you saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a great uh, great fan. He loves the boys, um, you know, as we love him. So um, it's great when he comes around and supports us, and uh, we always know we have his support wherever he is. So um, it's great to have him here tonight, and, you know, it's a, it's a big one in, in front of him. Ah, Justin Bieber's a big fan of the TSN 1050 postgame show, Tatman. Did you know that? Yeah, well, you know, he did make the show inadvertently. <laughs> Nobody said he had to be here in person. Mitch brought him in, so that was nice. We, we tried to get him in, but, uh, yeah, you know what? Mitch Marner had another great game, and one of the plays that sticks out tonight, 
from Mitch Marner is not the goal. It's nothing early in the game. But you and I were talking about it with about three minutes left, how this team needs to finish this game strong and get the shutout for Ilya Samsonov. Play for the goalie, yeah. And Mitch Marner had a fantastic back check in the dying minutes of this game where he turned on the Jets and he came all the way back, lifted a stick, and, and it was completely negated. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of speaks to the character that Mitch Marner has and the care that he has. And, you know, I understand he's he's on a, a great individual uh, streak right now, but, but the, the team – um, you can see that the team is so important for him, and, and, and that's a, a play where, you know, you talk about your actions speaking louder than words. That's that's one that shows that. Well, I'm going to say this, but, I, you know, it, it, it may sound a little uh, more blunt than I mean it uh, because I think to some degree they did this before, but, but now you can see it literally every time they're on the ice. They play for each other. Yeah, they really do, and, and, and you see it all over the ice, whether it's five-on-five, five, power play, penalty kill, but, um, you know, this team has a, a really good habit right now of working away from the puck. And you're only as good as, as a player individually as your teammates are going to work for you away from the puck. And what I mean by that is, you know, if, if I'm in pursuit of a puck or if I get a puck, how hard, Jimmy, are you going to work to get open for me? Are you going to be an option? Are you going to be available? And on the de defensive side of things, you know, if I'm in pursuit, is my second guy, is my next layer, are you ready and available to kind of jump into the battle with me? And on offensive side of the puck and defensive side of the puck, the Leafs are doing a phenomenal job of that. And then you talk about blocking shots and, um, you know, getting your stick, sticks and lanes, all these little things. Uh, the Leafs are doing a really good job right now, and, and you can see that there's a lot of commitment to, to the team and, and winning games, um, you know, ahead of individual accolades. Yeah, just looking at the totals, they blocked 14 shots tonight, which is uh, pretty good, 11 for the Kings. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, and I, I've mentioned this before, that when we go back to last year, exactly a year ago, they were in pretty good shape. But to me, um, that was a, a lot more one-dimensional than, than what we have here. That was, okay, we're, we're being defensively sound now, and, and, and we can outscore the other situation. But what this team is doing is they're actually playing the game. Yeah, They're not going in saying, I have to do this to win. It's like, okay, this is happening, so here's the adjustment, or here's what we're going to do about that. They're reading the game, aren't they? Well, a quick note on the block shots. It's interesting. The Leafs have 14 block shots. The Kings had 11. And the Leafs had the puck all night long. Right. Like, like L.A. did not have any kind of sustained offensive zone time. They didn't have. They weren't dangerous off the rush at all. And so that should to, should be a good indicator of, of how committed the Leafs were to blocking shots and, and playing on the right side of the puck tonight. And, you know, when you look at the difference um, between last year and this year with this team, I described it last year as a team, especially in November and, and early on in December, it was a team that was okay winning a 2-1 game, you know, a low right. event game, um, you know, finding ways to, to get that done. And obviously Jack Campbell played played out of his mind. Yes. But now it looks like a team that it doesn't matter what kind of game you're going to throw this team. They're more versatile. They can handle different types of games. And, and, and they don't necessarily want to get in that run and gun, open it up, track meet type of game, which, you know, they've been more inclined to do in the past. It's almost like they're playing, this is our way of hockey, and we can adjust, we can make modifications, but you're going to have a hard time playing against us because we're going to suffocate you. We're going to be all over the puck. You think you have one guy beat? Well, there's another guy right in your grill. Um, 
and I think I said this in the second intermission, like if I'm playing in this league right now and I see the Leafs on the schedule, I'm not looking forward to that game because I just know it's going to be a suffocating experience. I'm not going to get to play with the puck and have the time that I want to. And, um, you know, eventually the, the minuses are going to rack up because these, these top players on this team are, are filling the net at, uh, with a lot of ease right now. Well, if you want to go back over what you just said there, I mean, think about this. Of the best teams in the NHL are able to say we have our structure – but you're going to play this way, so we're going to beat you at your game. If you can do that, yeah, that's sky's what, the limit. And that's what happens in the playoffs a lot of times, right? You, you're not going to get, um, you know, your your con- your conditions are not always going to be favorable for you. You're well, going to hardly have, ever in the no, playoffs. Like like that last game against Dallas to me reminds me of a game you need to win somewhere in the middle of a series. You need to find a way to steal one, whether it's from your goaltender, which Matt Murray did against Dallas, or it's going to be from some kind of other aspect of your team. And so that's one, you know, when it comes playoff time and this, the Leafs are up one in a series or down one in a series, and you're looking to something and you're saying, okay. Like that game in Dallas, that's something we can refer to where we stole a game. And and for Tampa Bay, like that's a team we always kind of look at who's been the gold standard in this league for a long time to go to three, three straight Stanley Cup finals. They didn't get to three straight finals by dominating every game. And, no. and you know, they, they, they found ways to steal games and win games when they – Quite frankly, Jimmy had no business winning games, and they did it to the Leafs last year. And so for the Leafs, there's a good lesson in there, and now you're living the lesson. You're, you're getting to see it firsthand. So, um, you know, we always talk about the experience that they're gaining, but, you know, w- when you say that this Leafs team feels a little different um, than years past, I, I feel that as well, and, and, and I think we're seeing it on the ice as well. Well, look, there's little um, little things that happen, and so we, we talked a lot about the, uh, the Engvall goal that started the scoring spree at 5-10 of the second period on the power play. But, you know, when we talked about this in the intermission, uh, that play set up by an Aston Reese hit that the Kings did not like and retaliated and, and uh, were penalized for it. If that hit doesn't happen, the sequence doesn't happen. And, and what I like about that is that's the Leafs initiating physical contact. How many times have we seen a game with this team when they're not playing at their best where the other team starts initiating physical contact, bringing that to the forefront, it's like the Leafs have to play catch-up, and now it looks like it's forced. And now a guy like Zach Aston Reese goes out in this game, lines someone up, I think it was, uh, uh, I can't even remember who it was, but right in the middle of the ice, shoulder right through the chest, right. great nice big hit. hit, and then later on, Zach Aston Reese, you can see he has a little more pep in his step, and he's down below the goal line, and he's doing his thing protecting the puck, spinning off guys. Like He became a, a bit of a handful for this L.A. Kings team, uh, tonight so you know that that's a little bit of a spark that you need and I just like the fact that they're being proactive in that regard they're not the ones being reactive well and so go back in your memory banks uh, the last couple of years not so much last year but certainly the years before where teams would come in and, and get physical with the Leafs and it would work so tonight the LA Kings can go home and say we hit them 39 times we got blasted Jimmy little correction on the player that Zach Aston Reese hit Kaliev Arthur Callia yeah. would be the guy. Okay. Yeah, skating through the middle, head down. You're correcting things now? Correcting myself because, Jimmy, I'm not as smart as I have been tonight. This has been an anomaly. That winger for Chicago got in that hit. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Andreas Athanasiu, Jimmy, would be his name. <laughs> okay, that's, just wanted to be sure on that. <laughs> that was a fun bit in the we're, first segment well we're, we're not all gonna bat a thousand <laughs> yeah um, and i like how ralphie handled it. he just kept going 
Yeah. Like the show goes <laughs> on right. around here. Like we've had we've had to you know, you know we've beep had a, stiffed us. Yeah, exactly. You messed up a name and we just kept going. Bieber stiffed us. Haley Bieber stiffed us. Even though she wore my jersey, Google it. She's wearing a number twenty jersey and it's not Mike Johnson's. I'll tell you that for free. Then I mess up. <laughs> would you normally charge thing? for that information? <laughs> I normally would charge you for that information. That's for free. Okay, good. <laughs> you want to do the scoring summary? Uh, no, <laughs> no, we've got uh, plenty of time to uh, to go over things. Uh, so, you know, you were talking about games that, that would resemble uh, playoff wins. How about that game in New Jersey, 2-1? That was one of those games, wasn't it? That was Yeah, that was a, a, a wild one. Um, and, and anytime you beat a team like New Jersey who's – you know, they've been the, the cream of the crop in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, th- th- those are the, the, the kinds of teams, even though New Jersey's not really battle-tested, um, those are the kinds of teams you're going to have to beat on your on your way to, um, you know, where you want to go in, in the playoffs. And, um, you know, as, as the season goes on, we're going to see who are the contenders, who are the pretenders. Uh, but Jersey's one of those teams that I don't think is going anywhere. They're, they play a brand of hockey that's fast, it's in your face, uh, they have a ton of skill, and, um, you know, just the way they move the puck and transition the puck, I, I don't see them falling off at all. So, you know, anytime you're going to play a team like New Jersey, a team like Boston, a team like Tampa Bay, those are great measuring sticks for this team, and, you know, they've they've answered the bell um, and then some with, with, with playing those teams this season. Yeah, there's a, quite a crowd on the other side, and this is what happens uh, anytime a team comes in playing the Leafs is there's a lot of guys from this area that are on the visiting team and there's family and friends on the other side. That's quite a gathering over there, isn't it? Jimmy, my sources have informed me that there was over 200 people uh, for Sean Dersey here tonight, and he was getting booed relentlessly right. every time he born touched in, the puck. Born in Mississauga. So, uh, yeah, he was the guy who um, was hit by Engvall, and after that play, yeah. anytime he touched the puck, he was given a – a chorus of boos. We don't we don't see that in this building very often, where one guy gets booed for the duration of the game. But not since the, Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> the, used to Lee fans used to save that for the the best player in the league. Yeah, but I I thought the crowd was was really energetic. They were into the game, and uh, the Leafs kind of fed off that. Like you you know you score three goals in 66 seconds in the in the second period. You know you're going to get your fans involved and. Uh, it was nice to see, uh, you know, a little more, a little more color from the uh, from the fans tonight. Yeah, and you know, you you can't uh, get carried away with the win. I mean, the Kings did not have any legs. I'm not taking anything away from the Leafs. A win is a win. Uh, uh, LA starting on that road trip, so they go on to Montreal, Columbus, on the weekend, and then Buffalo and Boston. We wish them well because if it's going to be like tonight, look out. Uh, the <laughs> Leafs at home to Calgary on Saturday. That's a big test. Yeah. And, and and Calgary's been one of those teams that's been streaky this season. They haven't really had the goaltending uh, from Markstrom that they um, had hoped or expected. But you know th- this Calgary team feels like they're almost a team that's that's on the verge of of waking up or breaking out. And and you know Jonathan Huberto is one of those guys who's a prime candidate for that. He hasn't um, gotten off to the start that that the Calgary. Flames had expected, or, or probably he had even expected, and um, you know Nazem Kadri has been pretty good since moving over there, and um, you know there's there, there's been a, a few different storylines that have followed that team, but you know it, it, it's just one of those games where um, you know you can't really look at the narratives involved if you're the Leafs, 
You're, you're focused on right. what you're trying to do, what you're trying to build. You understand that you have a certain uh, standard here as far as effort and, and, and work ethic um, that you're trying to bring into every game. And, you know, that's what you need to kind of maintain uh, regardless of who you're going to play. And, yeah, you're going to make adjustments. Sheldon Keefe is, is a great coach at making adjustments on the fly and um, understanding who you're up against. But, but ultimately, you know, for this team, with the amount of skill they have and uh, the amount of ability they have, the, the ball is, is, is more often than not in their court. Okay, tell you what we're going to do. We've got Sheldon Keefe postgame, and it goes on quite a bit, and it starts with an update on Robertson. We'll do that on the other side of the break. 5 nothing Leafs over the Kings. This is Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, and the Leafs radio network. This is Leafs game night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs radio network. The Leafs live here. Oh, they certainly do. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Jim Tanney and Frank Corrado with you. 5 nothing. The Leafs over the Kings is the final score. Post game now from Sheldon Keefe with an update starting on Nick Robertson. Yeah, he's had a shoulder injury. He's going to miss some time for sure. Yeah. Significant time. We're not sure exactly where, where we put that at, but it's not a short term thing. What is that? How does that make you feel considering the, the battle he's been through this year? And this with Yarkrock down, this was a really good chance for him to just take a run. Yeah, it's a tough break. You know, it's. You feel for the kid. He's a guy that gives everything he has to the game, and um, you know he had such a great preseason and earned a spot on our team. And there was increased opportunity there for him. And you know, the injuries are injuries are tough. Go. We've been going through it here a lot with our defense and, and all that. And it's di- it feels a little differently when it's a young guy like him, and he's had a, his fair share of injuries uh, each year that he's played professionally. So it's a tough tough thing for him, but. Good thing is he's he's bounced back and you know put in the work to to uh, continue to, to get better. Two noteworthy physical plays tonight. You talk about the Aston Reese hit and uh, your view of the angle hit. Love the Aston Reese. Uh, you know he's he's a guy that has the ability to to make an impact in the game physically. You know and you know, I, I think I we've talked to him about doing that a little more consistently. You know, he's done that through his career, but the opportunity presented itself and changed the momentum of the game, I thought. Got some energy in the building. Um, you know, got their team a, a little bit um, upset and kind of raised the temperature of the game a little bit. And, you know, just uh, you know, really liked, obviously, how we responded uh, after that. You know, huge power play goal and then and look back from there. And, and one of the things that really stands out here tonight is because it hasn't necessarily been the case, you know, maybe early in the season, you know, some of our depth guys were really scoring goals for us, but you know, for them here tonight, you know, Engvall, Camp, you know, you get a great play by Holmberg on on the uh, on the Camp goal. Um, trying to make sure I got the right one there, and I'm getting them all mixed up in my head. But Holmberg made some great plays out there today. This he's just getting better and better every time out. So it's a long list of things that really stand out. It's a lot to process in the game here tonight. That's and that's a good thing because they're all very positive. You like the team's most complete effort of the season? A few of them, but... Yeah, we've had a few. I think it, when you say complete, I think that's a good word. Um, just because I thought... We've been playing really good defensively for quite some time now, but I thought offensively with how we moved the puck from our back end all the way through the neutral zone and then how we played on offense, we created a lot of looks on offense here tonight. 
it was a lot harder for us the last time we played these guys out in California. And uh, today I thought we moved the puck really well. And, you know, it's I'll have to go back and really watch it all. But that first period might have been our best period of the, of the game, and we didn't, we didn't even score in that one. But I thought the work we did in the first period really showed up in the second. To me, it looked like our opposition was tired, and, and uh, we earned that. Different ways Mitch has kept this streak going. Austin said he didn't know he had that shot in him. Uh, were you surprised that that's the way he kept it going today? Yeah. I mean, he scored goals like that before. But, I was, you know, it was interesting. I think he was really buzzing on, on, on whether it was that shift or one previous you know, he was really moving. I think the crowd started to kind of elevate. I think they were recognizing. And then at that moment, I kind of, it was the first time all game, and I kind of thought to myself, Mitch doesn't have a point yet tonight. And uh, he took care of that. We thought that the uh, involvement might have been just a follow-through. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what, with so much happening here today and um, so much positivity about the game, I haven't really watched that one back. You know, it's... Two guys competing and, and, and battling, and I, I think we've all watched Pierre long enough to know that he doesn't play with any intent to injure. So um, I think it's more just a, a situation of two guys battling, and one guy was squirmed, squirmed away, and you know Pierre got him. Back to back nights, we still very good. Felt good about our goaltending for a long time now. Uh, but but obviously, two shutouts. So that's what you're looking for, right? I mean, you you want to have a clean sheet. You want to be perfect in that way. Everybody leaves feeling great. And you know, we we chatted at length this morning, just about how connected we've been. You know, our defense have really stepped up and made some great defensive plays, and and they responded well to adversity. Forwards have done an incredible job of just getting us connected as a five-man group. And then the goaltending is outstanding. It just gives us such confidence. Okay, we didn't give up a lot tonight, but you know, Sammy looked like if we did that we were going to be fine. Uh, so it was great. You kind of wish it was March. Whether I do or don't, it's, it, there's no point in going there and thinking about it. It's not, and we've, we've got a long road ahead. So. So their practice day tomorrow. It'll be a real light day for us tomorrow. You know, we're still was a little, to be honest, I was a little uncertain about how we were going to come out here tonight. Because I, I, I just felt coming back from Dallas is tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a longer road trip. We only played two games. Just traveled back yesterday. It's not much of a recovery day for us, you know. And, and then you go right into it to a game day today. And um, obviously the guys responded really well, but. You got to be mindful of it going forward here. We'll still have a real short practice tomorrow and get ready for Calgary. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I have to watch it back, but he, he looked like a guy hadn't played for for quite a while. He's also playing with a new partner. Uh, and I know. I thought Simmons was excellent tonight. Um, but yeah, it's great to have him back and and get him that game. Like you know, in a perfect world today would have been a practice day for him, and then we get him ready for Saturday. But you know, we have the injury and all of that, and and. Uh, He's cleared medically, so you probably you know, want to get him, in, get him in the game. This was, in my mind at least, it was more of a practice for him in terms of getting him the reps in the field because you know, we just don't have the full practice, and tomorrow is going to amount to essentially a morning skate type of practice for us just to get ready for Calgary. So he needed to get this in today. No, I don't have one on him in terms of a time frame. No. How fast is the line of communication on those challenges between you and your video guys? 
they're they're on it. Yeah, that one. I mean, some some of them they need a little more time, but some of them they're very clear. So we we knew um, really as soon as the puck went in. I was told, so I was pretty confident about that one. Sheldon Key post game five nothing leaps over the Kings. He was talking about T.J. Brody, uh, one assist plus two on the night. Uh, Seventeen twenty seven is what he played. Two shots, uh, one that uh, was missed, and uh, four block shots for him. It was a good night for him. It was one of those nights where you almost don't even notice him very much. Yeah, that's kind of his mo when 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 he has a really good game and um, he gets an assist, plays seventeen and a half minutes. Nice piece of work for him coming back in the lineup, Jimmy. Um, but I wanted to talk talk about these these two young guys, Sandine and Lilligren, and we keep calling them two young guys, which they are, but they're playing a very mature game, and it's it's really um, you know it's a testament to the team overall because. You know, you have scouts that draft these guys and believe in these guys in the first round. And when you're a first-round pick, you're expected to be an impact player for your team at some point. So you have to give them a lot of credit. Then you give the team credit for putting them in the right positions to develop. Both these guys started in the American Hockey League at 18 years old. And they took their time, but they were put in, um, you know, they were put, put in the right spots as far as, um, their deployment and, and, you know, what situations they were going to play in. And, you know, Sheldon Keefe got to coach both these guys in the minors before he got to coach them at the NHL level. And now, you know, we saw young guys in, in these both of these defensemen who broke into the league with minimal roles, um, you know, and, and, and did their best to kind of assert themselves on this team. And, you know, with the injuries that have happened, both these guys have taken way more ownership in, in their own game, but, but in the, in, themselves as being a, a big part of this team and, and being a positive impact and I'm watching them tonight and every decision they make with the puck is the right one every decision they made without the puck was the right one and you know a, as a defenseman I want to watch these guys and see what what's going through his mind like how quick is this guy processing the game and for both these guys they're doing it at a really high level and the other thing that impresses me is you know I've played many games where you know, you're just out of position by, you know, the, the smallest of margins and you're getting burnt. And, you know, some guy spins off you, you lose your balance the wrong way, and you're getting burnt. And I'm watching them tonight. It doesn't happen at all. And I'm thinking back to, you know, the games these guys have played recently. It hasn't happened. Like, these guys have been so, so good for this team. And so, you know, I, I think the players th- themselves deserve a ton of credit and the organization and everyone involved in, in developing these guys deserve a lot of credit because just because you're drafted in the first round, that doesn't mean you automatically turn into a player. There's, you know, there, there's a lot that goes into it. And um, these guys, for me, Jimmy, like I feel very comfortable saying that these guys have arrived as legitimate NHL defensemen making a positive impact on this team. I, I totally agree. And, and at some point they're going to be the second pairing on this team. What's interesting to me is when you watch them, if you do uh, track their, their development, uh, they both went at different paces um, and now they here they are together supporting each other, which is great. Um, I love the story because it's the lifeline of any franchise. Uh, it makes the scouting department's life easy because these are first-round picks that plug into your lineup and grow into a, an important role, which means, you know, if you had to go out and find a 3-4 a defense pairing, that's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, it's going to cost you currency. It's going to cost you assets. And, yeah. and it's going to, you know, the, the, the best solutions for any team – 
are from within. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's from scouting guys, drafting guys, developing guys. And listen, there's no shortage of scouts on this team. There's no shortage of, of player development staff. And, you know, so y- you feel like you, you justify all that when you see these guys turn into the players they um, they have become. So, um, you know, a, a lot of people deserve credit for, you know, for, for the players these guys have, have turned into. And um, just watching them play, like you said, you know, this could be a, a, d- a defense pairing for, for 10 years on this team. Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, yeah. this could be your second pair for a long time. Um, guys who munch minutes. Like, that's what – when I see Lilligren now, like, that's what I see. I, I see a guy who's who's just a minute muncher. You know, a guy who plays shorthanded. He plays six minutes and 41 seconds shorthanded tonight. He plays just under 19 minutes of ice time. You know, as this guy gets older, as he even gets a little stronger and maybe even a little bigger, Jimmy, this is going to be a guy who's going to munch 22 minutes a night, and you're not even going to notice him out there. But at the end of the night, you're going to think, oh, Lilligren was great. And, yeah. and Sandine is, is, is a guy who, you know, he plays 20 and a half tonight, plays really well on the power play. Uh, another impressive performance. So uh, I've loved what I've seen from these guys recently. And go back, Sandine, a couple of years ago, was a little hesitant on moving the puck, could be hit. You don't say either one of those things anymore. No, they look very comfortable, and, um, you know, they've become impact players here. Frankie, see, I want you to take the rest of the night off. I will. See if you can find Beebs out there. All right. <laughs> All right, 5 nothing for the Leafs. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Unitown Scoreboard brought to you by Maple Toyota. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota. And check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. Guy, it's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Not much happening for the games. Tampa got by the Nashville Predators 5-2. Florida 5-1 over Detroit. It was Winnipeg are still leading St. Louis uh, 5-2. That's late in the third period. End of the second. Ottawa 2 and Dallas 2. So I know what you're asking. Guy, guy, what's next? Don't miss the World Cup coverage tomorrow as Croatia and Brazil kick off at 10 a.m. Pre-game starting at 9.30 on TSN 1050. Netherlands and Argentina follow at 2 of the pregame at 1.30. And uh, what we're going to do now is splice you into NFL Thursday Night Football, the Rams and the Raiders. Raiders currently up 13-3. And on the way out, I want to thank you for listening to Bowls of Canadian Leafs Hockey. Leafs game night on TSN 1050. And good night to the Leafs Radio Network.